Hey podcast family, welcome to another wonderful episode of Sisters in Scripture. Today we're going to be talking about Rahab, but first we're going to start off in our opening prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together again today. Uh, we thank you for giving the ability to read and understand your word and to be able to fully worship you because we know there are people around the world that cannot, Lord. We pray for anybody who is listening to this podcast. May it be a nourishment to their souls. Um, and we just pray that you give them and you give us whatever it is that we stand in the need of. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So ladies, amen. I have two wonderful ladies with me. Go ahead and introduce yourself, girls. Hey, y'all. This is Lady T. <laughs> and this is Mayor Bear. <laughs> All right. And we're going to kick off the story of Rahab which can be found in Joshua 2. Um, and we are going to have Miss Lady T go ahead and give us the summary. All right. So we're going to be talking about Rahab today. Um, so in summary, basically after Moses died, um, you know, Moses led the Israelites through the Red Sea um, in the wilderness. And Joshua um, became the leader of the Israelites. Um, so they knew God promised them this land called Jericho, which um, the Canaanites lived there. And of course, Rahab is also a Canaanite. So it was time. And now Joshua sent two spies from his camp, Camp Israelite, <laughs> to go and spy on the land Jericho. So when they got there, they went to a house of a harlot named Rahab to, um, and Rahab, what Rahab did was she hit them because they were spotted by others in the land of Jericho. And now the king of Jericho knows that there, there are spies in Jericho who are basically peeping out Jericho and trying to, you know, report back to their king so they could go ahead and take over. Um, and, you know, a lot of people may think, hey, why did the spies go into Jericho? It's not, I mean, if you think about it, it's not strange for people to go in and out of Rahab's house because she is a harlot, known as a harlot. Um, so the king of Jer Jericho, then when he heard, he sent um, his people to Rahab's house to tell her that he knows that the two spies um, came to her house and they were trying to find out where they were. So, you know, Rahab being smart, she did, um, she did not deny it because if she denied it, then we know that they will definitely know that she's lying because people already spotted the two spies going in. So she said, yes, um, they were here, but they left. <laughs> and when it was dark and the gate was closing, they left but I really don't know where they came from or where they're going. So then um, what Rahab did was he, she basically placed a little distraction and told them, hey, you know, I think if you go now, you might catch them. Um, just, you know, hurry up and go capture them. So when they left, Rahab went up to her roof where she actually hid the spies that came to spy on Jericho which is basically her land as well. Um, she hit them under stalks of flax. And um, 
I know in the Bible, flax are used for a lot of things. They could be used for food. They could be used for to make oil and also linen. So we really do not know what Rahab really does now, do we? <laughs> mm. um, so then when Rahab went upstairs before they laid their head down, the two spies, she told them, look, um, I already know that God sent you guys here and that God already gave you this land. And she said, look, we all know what your God can do. You know, Rahab wasn't stupid. She didn't have to experience the hand of God to know that he is true, the true living God and that he he's very capable of doing a lot of things. So, you know, she said, we already know what your God did with the Red Sea where he dried it up so you all could cross over. And we know how you guys, um, your God helped you to kill the two powerful kings of Amorite. Um, so everyone around here in Jericho, you're, we already know, and we're scared of you guys. Um, so she was smart then. She said, so I know that this is going to happen. It's not that it's going to be when, I mean, if it's going to be when it happens. So Rahab made a, um, asked them for a deal. She said, so look, when you come back <laughs> with the rest of your people to take over this place, I need y'all to make me a deal. Spare me and my family since I have shown you in, in the word it says kindness. But you know, uh, in our word, we'll say, look, we risked our life, a life for yours. <laughs> so if she risked her life, she wants she's asking the spies to save her and her family. So the spies, they agreed and said um, the, that night that when they come back, everyone that was in her house will be saved. Now, if you think about it, they said that everyone has to be in her household, right? So that means Rahab has to convince everybody to come to her house. And as we know her profession, that may look kind of crazy, right? So she then let, let the um, spies down on a scarlet rope. Um, she told them basically to wait once they leave, to wait for at least three days in the mountains because she, she knew that the, the other spies that were chasing after them supposedly will be back within three days. So after three days, they could go ahead and um, proceed to wherever they need to go. So the spies, they, um, they told her that when they come back, as long as no one in her household that she has snitched on them or told about, you know, the deal that they have, that they will spare them. That, and if anything happens to them, then their blood, the blood of them, um, her family will be on their hands. However, if any of them snitch or any of them were not in the house that they said for them to be in, which is Rahab's home, then if they get killed, that their blood is not their fault, basically. Um, and also another key factor is that they told her to hang the same rope that they just let down, the scarlet rope, in the same window that they just went down from. So that'll be the sign for them to know that everyone is in there and that that's the house that they should not touch. Um, so then you, they left and 
you move to Joshua 6, 17 through 25, where once again, they talk about um, Rahab. And this is the after, basically aftermath where the spies already escaped and now they're coming back. So they came back to take over Jericho and um, only the house of Jericho uh, of Rahab was to be spared. So when the Israelite walked around the walls of Jericho um, on the seventh walk, the walls of Jericho came down and the Israelites went in and they took everyone, they took, they took over, but everyone from her household, from Rahab's household, the two spies, um, Joshua told them to go in and grab everybody from that house and take them back to their camp so that they are safe. And when they did that, everyone in that city that day were burned down, destroyed. Mm. So that's about the summary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's a, I mean, and it's a very powerful story. Um, it really so is. Rahab is definitely an interesting character. Matter of fact, when you think about Rahab, most people think about Rahab, or even if you Google, and I literally did this, Google mm -hmm. Rahab in scripture, the first mm -hmm. thing that comes up is her, her so-called profession, which was a mm -hmm. prostitute. Yep. And a lot of times in the Bible, or just in general, in church, is not necessarily in the Bible, um, but in church in general, when they talk about women, they usually identify them with their sins. You know, the, the adulterous woman, Rahab the prostitute, Mary Magdalene, the whatever. She, it didn't even say Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, but for some, re some reason, everybody thinks that she was. Um, it, it tends to identify women, not even usually sometimes by their name, the woman at the well, the woman with the issue of blood, but by what they did and not necessarily what they did right. It was what they did wrong. Um, but Rahab has a lot of um, good features in her that's, I think, more highlighted in the actual story in the Bible than what we, what we tend to highlight when we talk about Rahab, which is the whole prostitution issue. So um, I titled this one, Everybody, Every Lady Has a Little Rahab in Them, um, because you can kind of say, okay, every lady got a little freak in them, so you can kind of say Rahab was a little freak, she was a prostitute, but Rahab was really more than that. So when they say you're a freak, you think, oh, she's promiscuous, she's, you know, whatever, but it could be that she's really a woman who's out there getting her own, which Rahab um, displayed, a woman who is out there protecting her family, which in, back in those days, it was free because it was the man who protected their family. A woman who is making money to support her family, which is a freak because Rahab was making the money to support her family. Um, so Lady T, what do you think about poor Rahab with this poor labeling and just women in general and how you know, throughout history, we've been labeled as certain things. Well, um, mm. so <laughs> you're, you're so right because a lot of us, we look at people and their status, but we internally don't know the person's personality, their belief, their desire, their, their strength. We always see what is on the outside and 
like a lot of people know, you know, Rahab, that was her uh, part of her profession. We really, like I said, we really don't know. It could be that she's making, that was something extra that she was doing to make more money on the side. You know, we don't know that. But if you look at it, Rahab, she was definitely a woman of faith. You know, I don't know if you, you agree, but for you to really see or hear, to, for you to just hear the things of, that God has done and don't have to physically experience it, she had faith. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have faith as as, as big as a as small as a mustard seed, and that's what she had. She didn't have, she heard what God did. She didn't see what God has done. But she knew that this God that you all serve is powerful. And she's also, to me, she is brave, mm. you know, because she took that opportunity to be able to, to ask for that favor from God because she knew that the spies worked for God, you know, and a lot of women, we have these characteristics and these traits but we're so labeled by what others just physically see that mm-hmm. they don't get to know our real true characters and if you think about it she's very creative just like any woman that you can see we're very multitask, multi-talented creative problem solver you know she was thinking on her feet when the other you know spies came from um within her household with Jericho. And even though we may be like, well, why did they know exactly where to go? Of course, people did see the, the, them going in there. But if you think about it, they said she lived on the wall, right? Right. So if you live on top of something, you are like the first person to see things, to, to know what's going on. Because you're like basically like the keeper. So... For her to be that quick of a problem solver, she could, like I said earlier, she could have lied. But she was like, no, I'm going to tell the truth. But at the same time, I'm still going to cover them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it means there's so many characters that she has that I feel like, you know, the world does not see women as such because we're, we're labeled as... <laughs> I don't want to really say the word, but usually a lot of people may think that women are emotional, not very, you know, um, we're, we're basically uh, emotional creatures or like the weak aspect. You understand what I'm saying? Like yep. we're more fragile. Yeah. But we're not fragile physically or emotionally. And I think there are certain things that they just, you know, the world would just label a woman. And Rahab exemplified so many characteristic traits that both men and women possess. Yeah, I agree. And you said you said she was a lady of faith. And I want to just say she she has so much faith that she was willing to risk her own life. Because yes. if those soldiers or if the king of Jericho found out that she was hiding them, mm-hmm. she would have been her. instantly killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she had that much faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. She did. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with everything that you guys are saying. I mean, it's, 
it's really frustrating because to to me to actually be in touch with your emotions um in general i think is stronger than to not mm-hmm. and the fact the fact that she was thinking on her feet she's a businesswoman regardless mm-hmm. of whatever whatever profession quote unquote that she was doing even if that was her mm-hmm. side hustle or not but mm-hmm. not only you know was she a businesswoman she was a woman of faith so she combined the two but she mm-hmm. definitely was about protecting her family and making mm-hmm. sure she was good as well especially mm-hmm. being that she you know heard of all the deeds of mm-hmm. god and she's like mm-hmm. you know what let me just go ahead and get on up in here and the fact that she just went ahead and covered them because for real for real I mean, yeah, they were spies, but spies of what? Like, they could have been spies of anyone, but she went with it and believed in everything and knew what she needed to do and still did it. And that's commendable and admirable because she could have easily been like, um, yeah, no, y'all got to go. Right. And, you know, um, (laughs) Mayor Bear, when you were saying that, I just was like, man, she was so selfless. Yes. You know, because she could have just said, I just want, you could just save me. I'm good. But she asked for her whole family. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes courage because that was courage and bravery, which she definitely showed. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Mm because most of us would think about it. Okay. If you do me a favor, I'll do you a favor because it's an exchange. But Mm -hmm. you're asking for them to save a whole gambit of people. And you know, they could have easily told her, nah, we just going to deal with you and that's it because you're the only person that we dealt with. But she was like, nope, let me just go ask about all of my people. And mm-hmm. that that is definitely bravery, not just for everything she's done too, but I mean, definitely for her to come out and ask for a family and everybody. Mm-hmm. And that took mm-hmm. a lot. And that's that boldness. That's definitely yep. that boldness. And she was very considerate about her family, you know, persuasive. <laughs> she definitely the spies could have said no <laughs> you know because yep. they were already, you know she already hit them and they're about to leave like they could have said no girl we're good <laughs> right you're part of them so we're gonna kill you too but no <laughs> and back then you know people did not respect women so no. yeah to, to for her to be able to say that when she was not only a woman who wasn't respected, but also a prostitute who was respected even less than, you know, more common traditional woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're right. They could have easily said no and not care too little it's about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But then we have to also, you know, know in our heart that this is all ordained. Like the Israelites were God's people. You know, and if the two spies went straight to her house, it wasn't by accident. God right. knew her heart. She, He didn't care about her profession. He cared about her heart. Out of everyone in that land, God knew that she was the one that will believe. Yeah. Because she had faith. And that someone with faith, that's all God needs. And that pleases God. It doesn't matter where what you're doing, who you're laying down with. He doesn't care about that. It's if you believe in who I am. And that's what she had. That's the truth. And it's I do think it's interesting that she, that they all heard that this is how powerful God is. 
that they all in the city in Jericho mm -hmm. heard about the Israelites before they even got there. You know, yep. it, it just speaks <laughs> to the power of God and how, um, you know, the word of what happened at the at the parting of the Red Sea and what happened when they defeated other people, um, how it got, you know, how their reputation preceded them. Um, and God is so powerful in our in our lives too. When we are God's people, when we have made a commitment to be um, one of God's people, our reputations precede us too. And mm -hmm. before we go into a job interview, or before we go into um, buying a house, or before we go into a party or whatever, you know, people have already heard. Oh, your glow! I know mm -hmm. you. Heard, you know, you do this. Oh, mm -hmm. lady, see, I heard mm -hmm. about you. You know, I heard mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. had this job, and I heard that you had mm -hmm. that job, and I'm mm -hmm. looking so forward to meeting you. Mm -hmm. So this isn't even just about back in the day. This is mm -hmm. something that we can learn from now too, and know that mm -hmm. when you're a part of God's kingdom, your reputation in a good way will precede you, um, and will open doors for you. Um, that might not be open to other people. Yep. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, I agree. So the um the red scarlet uh I guess it was a rope that was lowered down mm -hmm. and also used in the window to show what the house is. That is, I mean, to me, that's very much representative of um, the Passover, which is when, for you know, anybody who's listening that doesn't know, the Passover is when um, God um, was trying to free the Israelites from Egypt, and He had them all um, mm -hmm. sacrifice the lamb and put the blood, the red blood, over the door to mark which houses to not hurt, um, and so. When when I when I when I read the part about the red um, rope in the in the window, it just made me realize how that color, how the color of blood, is so symbolic of protection, God's protection um, from harm, from danger. Um, it's symbolic of freedom too, because after that, Rahab became free. Like mm -hmm. most women back then, most prostitutes back then, it wasn't by choice that they were a prostitute. <laughs> They were to, and, and even still today, it's usually not the person's choice. Like they didn't grow up saying, I want to become a prostitute when I get older. It's more because either they have someone over them who has forced them into that situation or because they had to feed their families. It's, it's something that where they kind of had to do. And especially back then, it could have been anything. It could have been that she couldn't be, she couldn't have kids. So um, she couldn't have a husband. So therefore that was the only thing she could do to feed herself. Um, but anyway, I don't even know how I got way off track. I was talking about the red, the, <laughs> the red, red scarlet. <laughs> and you know, when, um, you said about the red scar, um, the scarlet rope, um, mm -hmm. I, I looked up the scarlet and it says scarlet is the color traditionally worn by cardinals, um, in the Catholic church and represent the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a result, it is associated with religion, devotion, and sacrifice. Mm. And that's true too, because um, mm -hmm. Rahab she sacrificed her. Basically, yep. she had to sacrifice everything she knew. You know, mm -hmm. she grew up. She was raised in Jericho. She lived in Jericho. That's mm -hmm. the only thing that she knew. 
and she sacrificed that to save two spies that she didn't know um, because of a guy that she heard. So she did a lot of sacrificing um, in this whole story, which is another great example of what Rahab should stand for. Instead of saying prostitute, when we look her up, it should say person who sacrificed, person who loves their family. But unfortunately, it says prostitute. Yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, when you read deeper into the story, you... <laughs> It's, if if you read the story, it's not a lot of women that got a lot of, you know, chapters or, you know, they may have gotten like two scriptures about them. Right. But Rahab, God intentionally had a whole chapter about her. And to me, it's just like, you know, this is what God wants us to learn to be able to like basically interpret differently about people's character, about people, you know, how we see things, people on the outside, but he more so see what's inside and that's their heart and their belief and their faith. And he picked a person who was known as a harlot. That is like, <laughs> I don't want to say the worst of the worst, but in a nutshell, in the Bible days, it was like the bottom of the bottom. Right. You know, especially you a woman. And you know what? I, I I I like the fact that God was a loving God of everybody mm -hmm. and that he picked anybody because it basically just tells you that like all these people who were in the Bible that, you know, we all look to and think about and try to aspire to be with characteristics, they were just regular everyday folk doing all kinds of foolishness sometimes. And it makes you see that you don't have to be this wonderful altogether person. You can just be yourself and just, you know, have faith and be of the Lord. And you can become this great person. Because like you said, Lady T, God knows your heart and he sees it, even if you're unsure or don't even quite know it yet, but he sees it. So it's a testament to show that anybody can be anything and be great. You don't have to be the person who has it together because a lot of times, as we all know, people who look a certain way or act a certain way are the worst people versus the people who, you know, look, you know, not so great or are a certain way. They are some of the best people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very true. Like God really can use anybody. He can use whatever gifts he, he blessed you with when you were born. He can use that for the greater good of the kingdom. Um, and no matter, you know, what you've done, you're not too far from God where you can't be saved and can't be used for the benefit of the kingdom. And that's another thing, another point that this wonderful story brings up. And, you know, with Rahab, if you think about it, because of her faith, because of everything that she did, she is basically part of, she is, not basically, she is part of Jesus's lineage. And if you think about it, she met, married Solomon and she had a son that every woman that may not even have read the Bible know about this man, Boaz. Mm -hmm. That was Rahab's son. And Boaz, who was the man after every woman's heart, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I think everyone wanted Boaz. 
He was rich. My bow ass coming. <laughs> he took care of his was, people. <laughs> right. She was the mother of Boaz. So, you know, I feel like it doesn't matter uh, where you start. It's how you end. And that's how Rahab, what she did in the middle, that's what mattered. And then her ending tells all the beautiful story that happened from the beginning to the end. So it's a blessing to be able to have such a character, um, you know, spoken about in the Bible. Um, so that we can be able to relate as a woman, you know, even if we're not where we want to be, um, or we may, like, um, Mayor Bear was saying, um, you know, just in that profession, um, maybe being seen as a harlot or being seen your sins, you know, you're, you're sinful, whatever it is that God will use you for his glory. And in the end, your story will be beautiful. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Yes. Yes. What a word, girl. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. For those of you guys that don't know, Boaz was the great, 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 some odd, I think 14 <laughs> generations. So, grandfather of Jesus. Um, and it is interesting because even when you look at the lineage of Jesus, it always, or really mm -hmm. the lineage of anyone back in then, it always talks about the son of this man, the son of this man, the son of mm -hmm. this man. Well, in this lineage, it's like son of this man, son of this man, Ruth, uh, I mean, Rahab, mm -hmm. <laughs> Rahab, then Ruth, then, mm -hmm. the of, then the son of this man, son of this man. So in the lineages, even the, the mothers weren't really talked about, but they mentioned by name Rahab, which was very interesting. Yeah. It just goes to yeah. show you how important her role was in this Bible. Amen. Amen. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Mary Bear, why don't you go ahead and pray us out? All right. Father God, we thank you for gathering us here today so that we yeah. can talk about this wonderful woman and hopefully has touched all that are listening or maybe even are told about this podcast. Just pray that everybody will have a great week coming up and will still remember their worth and not focus on labels, but focus on the hearts of people and their faith and on Lord and what he can do in all things possible. In Jesus' name, we pray all of these things. Amen. Amen. Amen.